everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three People on a Couch. Technically, there's two on a couch and two in a chair. Um, we've got a very special guest today, uh, Dr. Katie Barrow, uh, who is a researcher of sex, human sexuality, um, sexuality, can't speak for some reason, um, and uh, also an actress. So very interesting life. Um, where have you been teaching the last few years? So I have spent uh, the last seven years in Louisiana. So if you've ever seen Duck Dynasty, I don't know if anyone's I saw ever an seen. Episode. I, yeah. I, okay, so it's filmed in northern Louisiana in a town called Monroe. That's where I've been for seven years. So, oh, <laughs> right. I'm trying to bring sex positivity to uh, the deep south. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I imagine that was uh, super easy. <laughs> It was <laughs> no small task. There. I, it was so easy. My job's done and I left. And I'm out <laughs> here now being an actress. So, um, no, they yes, can't. I love that. So, um, wow. So you, you've had this whole background in education, yeah. um, years of schooling. Yes. And now, and have you always been acting throughout this time or is acting sort of a newer thing for you? No, I've always found the limelight. You know what I'm saying? In some way. I mean, if it wasn't going like in, like in church from a very early age, being on the altar to being in plays, I did speech and debate forever, uh, community theater, uh, VO for industrials and nice. companies and for, for free, of course, for the university. Yes. Um, um, so yeah, I've always loved it. You know, it's like that creative outlet. Yeah. And I feel like teaching is kind of the first steps into the foray of acting because it's performing in a sense you're getting up in front of people you're conveying a message you're entertaining with them probably telling some jokes here and there <laughs> yeah. and connecting and you kind of get that performers high mm-hmm. i think a lot of people don't put the two and two together but i know some teachers elementary <laughs> oh school. do you <laughs> i know a few i owe a few of them homework but that's for another episode some elementary some high school and you're getting in, up in front of 30 kids or mm-hmm. so multiple times and it, there is an element to getting on stage. Yeah. It feels 100%. Like. And you can get heckled just as badly or if not if not worse from some of these Oh kids. yeah. When I I taught in um in Vietnam for a while, for about 2 years and I remember I was teaching a preschool and I just sit on these little chairs that they had there and I was on this chair and it broke. Did you taught preschool? Taught preschool. Wow. Yeah, only mornings like twice a week. It was rough though. <laughs> these kids were the the biggest bullies I've ever experienced. I'm sitting on this chair and it breaks and they all stand up, just start hysterically laughing and call me a stupid <laughs> foreigner. They're in preschool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about young. therapy next week. But, yeah, um, dude, that's harsh. It's, it was harsh. Um, so how is acting? So we actually met um, on set. We did. Funny story. Uh, yes. We were both filming and uh, my phone was dying and I didn't have to bring my charger and I saw her charging in the corner and I was like, great story (laughs) my my midwestern naivete i just gave you everything remember and you were so nice and i'm like here just give it back whenever and you're like if i you know do like just half joking with me so yeah it was was great though thank you for Thank you for chatting with me, yeah. and I don't have many friends out here yet, so I'm so grateful to yeah, be here. Yeah, because you're y'all. new here. Yes, I'm still so new. How so. long have you been out here again? June. Yeah, I just moved out here. I did, and when I first moved out here, I got scammed. So what? Oh, I, how? Tell, okay, okay. I'm gonna admit this on a podcast. I did. Like, I mean, me and my dad and brother, U-Haul, drove out here. Show up. It's a place on Moore Park. You know, that's. I, yeah, and we waited for two hours for the landlord to show up. Never oh, did. No. And you paid a deposit? Yeah. Oh. That's horrible. God. I will not say what it was, but yes, thousands. So no. I know. Are you able to get it back? Well, I mean, I filed. The LAPD has been wonderful, oh. and but unfortunately, it originated in Louisiana. Yay. Um, so I have to deal with them. And everyone's been great so far, but they've made it very clear that they don't really feel like it. Was it a check that you sent or was it like a, tr- just a it was a wire transfer from your bank mm-hmm. to w- what was his bank? His bank was like Bank of America. Mine was Chase. You can't get you can't get a return like can't petition as a fraudulent transaction you know with what? them. Before I did that transaction, they warned me like three times that this kind of stuff was skyrocketing skyrocketing in L.A. Like these scams and just be careful. Just make sure that you're aware that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And. Damn. Damn it. That sucks. So that that was their first like experience yes. of LA. Yes. She thought she was gonna come to LA, get a great apartment, find a Nigerian prince waiting for her. I'm still it's looking for it. movies. Yeah. Was it off of Craigslist? It was. Oh, and no. I know that so I will never again, but that's I feel like there are some gems there, but I guess did you ever get someone on the phone or anything? I did. I talked to him on the phone. I even had him show me a video of himself in the unit because I'm not a fucking idiot. This is not my first rodeo. I've moved around a lot in my life. I'm not an idiot. Or at least I thought I wasn't. And yeah, he's still 
never showed up. So they thought that maybe at some point he lived there or like knew someone who did, and that's why he had access. And oh, so he was like the past tenant. He was taking it over as his unit. Yeah, because he had all like the videos, all the stuff. I mean, it was. Wow. Yeah. So and which part of town are you in now? Studio City. Hey. So right at like Lincolnsham. Okay. That's how you say it, Ventura. Yeah, that sounds about right. Did you ever go to Roma Cafe? I don't think I've tried that one yet. That's oh, pretty good. I've tried a lot. <laughs> I don't know, but I will. I will put that on my list because I love right, Italian. Yeah. So. so, what were your expectations of LA and how they met them or oh exceeded gosh. or challenged them? You know, I mean, my expectations. I, I I actually really had low, like a low bar. Like you know, I've never, like I said, I've never lived in a city before. At least what I was telling y'all before we started filming. I've never lived in a city. Um, I've never really had much diversity beyond just like a bunch of white people you know, around me, um, straight people, Christian people, you know, people who maybe have never left the country or even their own state. So just to get here and to feel the sense of peace and belongingness has been surreal. And I, I'm not bullshitting. That's how I feel. Like, I really feel a peacefulness being here. Like, I can walk down the street and wear my gay pride stuff. Like, I can, you know, I, I turn the corner. I never know, like, what accent's going to come out of someone's mouth or what language they're going to speak. Or I just, it's all so exciting and it so far i don't know that's i know great. that sounds very pollyanna i'm sure but yeah no, that sounds that I'm, sounds awesome i'm loving it so. i feel like i had the same impression when i first moved here i was like wow this is amazing mm -hmm. and now i'm like i wonder what homeless guy i'm gonna run into today oh i know <laughs> <laughs> I will i see joe from yesterday or billy bob yeah and i've been chased down the street by homeless a few times this you know city. oh yeah uh -huh. but did you send him money <laughs> venmo damn it no, like that was match.com <laughs> dude i thought about it when you talked about the scam like how it all seemed so real and you know yes. with the videos and all i'm like dude that's dating in la too like that's dating. Oh yeah that's God. that's dating no but that's like kind of dating you think everything is solved everything is figured out everything is good and then he doesn't show up. And I then it's like, what the Or fight? he's not who he says he was. There was a guy I was dating who claimed he was a Harvard grad and a lawyer and this elaborate backstory and I actually dated him for a few months. And I was just thinking, like, I don't think this guy went to Harvard. I just, I just, <laughs> I really don't. I had my friend call the registrar at Harvard and. Is it a real story? Yeah. And ask for his name because <laughs> employers do this. Like, I just want to verify that Brian uh, is a student at Harvard. <laughs> they, they do this sometimes. Like my friend called pretending to be a potential employer and asked if his name was a, uh, a student at, at Harvard. And nope. Did you ask him about this? Yeah. And what do you say? It turns out it was Yale, but it was too late for that thing. No, he, uh, <laughs> he, he was adamant that he actually went there and that he was an attorney. And. He just wasn't. I'll see him in court next month. Get to the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was lies. It was just lies that are made up. He, he lived in Boston. It was like a long distance thing when he flew back and forth. And he was adamant that he was living a life as an attorney. And he was a Harvard grad. I don't, yeah. I don't care where someone went to school, but he really wore that on his sleeve. Yeah. And sometimes I'm noticing he's using the wrong version of there. We're watching Judge Duty. He doesn't know what she's saying. I'm like, this kid's not an attorney. <laughs> and he didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> Um, speaking of dating, so did you ever teach <laughs> uh, <laughs> dating in LA is definitely something that terrifies me. So just yeah. yeah. Well, did you ever teach like um, classes on like the, how dating has shifted because of online? Yeah. And stuff like can that? I can oh. we can I just jump in with a question? Sure. Sex research. How did you get into that? <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> um so I grew up Catholic, which you know I I'm a non-believer now, but I mean um. I don't know. I always like, I don't know. The, the, the Catholics I was around actually always had a bit of a social justice like slant. You know what I mean? Like, like the sisters were always very like proactive about helping people and, you know, marginalized communities, things like that. I, don't, I mean, it was small town, but it, but it was. And so I always just felt like I grew up caring about people who seem to not have, you know, like maybe what I was lucky enough to have. Um, and so it just kind of, I, I've always just been really interested in folks who are on the margins, things that we can't talk about, things that maybe seem a little taboo. If anyone, my parents ever said, don't talk about it, of course I wanted to talk about it, right? So I just always kind of had that curiosity. And sex is really just everything. It's the source of all of our shame. It's the source of so much shit in our society, good and bad. And I just felt like that's where 
I wanted to be as far as like with re- cutting edge research and just the possibilities, you know, um, of of working in industry in various fields. I don't know, I just really liked that. And it's interesting that religious backgrounds are often the catalyst yes. to exploring these type of topics when mm-hmm. it's you're deprived of it and it's kind of suppressed information. There's almost like a hunger to learn more. It's like, why are they trying so hard to exactly hide this or not let me explore it? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting when you say shame because mm-hmm. it's so... I don't know what it is about sex, but it's so shameful. I mean, I didn't... <laughs> no, it's not shameful. You can have sex, kids. Have movie. sex. But what I mean is like it's it can be tied to so much shame oh yeah because i remember i didn't grow up at all religious like no church nothing like that but it was just we never talked about it in my family like it never yeah and <laughs> i remember being a little kid and like randomly put on a porno i know it sounds <laughs> weird like why did you randomly do that but it was you know <laughs> that the pay television yeah, you know yeah, at like yeah. Op- pay-per-view yeah, yeah. No, no, no 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 watch it, it no. scramble like, no it oh, wasn't really? pay-per-view it was it was like after oh after twi- dark uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it was like dark. it was like, like normal television dark. yeah and then after a certain time it like turned into like pornos and stuff yeah, but yeah. so it was very late <laughs> and i remember just like putting on the television uh-huh. and then it automatically came to the last channel that was watched which was like one of these like normal channels that just like switched over to it and i was like i I, like i didn't get what was going on because everything looked really weird and then my mom came in and thought that i had put it put it on i was like 12 or something i don't know and i remember how like angry she got with me because she was like i don't know what it was it was something about I guess she was pretty traditional or something. She was like, so you're watching porn. You know, it was like the worst thing you could do. And I was like, because I didn't even try to do it myself. I was like, no, 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 mom. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I was like, I felt so much shame. And since then, I haven't actually watched porn. Really? Yeah, I don't watch. Because of that incident. I don't know. But I remember that was like the only like time I watched porn because and then growing up, I just thought it was like really ugly to watch porn. Speaking of porn, so I never got into it. I have a question for, uh, about porn because there's mm-hmm. like you know there's been two movements. There's like you know, I love talking about porn. So perfect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Great. So there's it. two movements, right? There's porn <laughs> is very free and people should be about to express themselves and we shouldn't shame them and like all that stuff. And then there's the other side with the research coming from the guy that did the Stanford Prison Experiments on porn. I forgot his name. Gazago. Gazago. No one knows. I know the Stanford Prison Experiments, but not on porn. So, so I don't know. What he did basically new stuff in like 2014. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, Lombardi, I think. Might something be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he found that like basically all this research is hypothesis is that porn is destroying uh, specifically male brains. That's creating unrealistic expectations of sex and it's causing um, um, ED in men. It's causing uh, people to have. Uh, what was the main thing? Like b- disassociation, yeah. because depression, depression, and then um, the whole the no fat moment uh, movements come from that. What yeah. are your views on that? Do you feel like you? Yeah, I want to hear your views on that. I'd love to hear your guys's views and then provide. Well, context. I just want to say <laughs> to go off what Amanda was saying. Her mom was so angry, saying, "You're watching porn." Well, when that happens nowadays to a teenager, they use their phone. No, mom, I'm making it. Only <laughs> oh my god, yes, I'm <laughs> not watching it, mom. I'm making it. OnlyFans has become so pervasive. That I feel like the views on porn has changed, and a lot of times the people that are are making it, it's like no, you see this with maybe with women more so. Like no, I'm liberated, I'm sexually liberated. Everyone should be able to ex- to express themselves and explore their bodies, and we don't have to be shameful about that. And I agree with that, but I feel like it gets the lines get blurred mm-hmm. somewhat because it depends on the type of pornographic material you're making. I think. And well, it also like I think so. Porn, I think, is like alcohol or any of these things that we have in moderation is fine. It's when it becomes an addiction, and I've done studies on this with porn. And you know, you start off watching just sort of missionary porn, but then your brain wants more and it craves more sort of like kink and, and it wants something different. And you start off with like just missionary, and you end up with bondage, torturing, and stuff just to get that same fix that you get from the original. It's porn. like a bigger dopamine rush, right? Because watching porn is really just getting you stuck in a dopamine feedback loop. Exactly. 
where you're no yeah. longer using it just to get aroused to make your brain aroused to go have sex in the real world. You're going into this virtual world and, also, and trying to get the biggest rush as possible. Right. And missionary is not going to cut it anymore. But also our brains, um, this is coming from the research that he was citing um, with like the Coolidge effect. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with that? I, I feel like, like that's like, it's like when like they did experiments, I guess with the mice where um, they put male mice in a cage and then they copulated their sex. And then after they, the, the male mouse finished, he didn't want to have sex anymore. But if they put a new female in, in the cage, then the mouse was ready to go right away. Oh. And humans are similar I've in this. I've also heard about that. Yeah, That's so humans are similar in this where they're like, they have sex with a female, but if you introduce a new female, their testosterone spikes and they're ready to have sex again. So this is what we've heard. But you are yeah, the yeah. expert. This is, this is like from my TED Talk I might have watched. And who knows if that's <laughs> yeah, like, like down now for bad who research, knows? you know. Um, so, and what they found with that, with men, like our brains are stupid and are, you know, our, I guess the limbic system or is that amygdala? Really sucks. I don't know. Whatever. Whichever yeah. part of the brain. Isn't it parasympathetic? No, that's your nervous system. We're not doctors. We, um, we don't <laughs> like, know. I don't do about? brain biocognitive. Okay. Um, but. So they found basically with that that um, you know we, our, our brains are stupid. And when we're watching porn, uh, we see a female. We get aroused. And then mm-hmm. we get bored because we want to turn on a new female or a male if, if that's your orientation. We want a new stimuli. Yeah. And that's causing problems when it comes to young men in when they're in bed and they're with a partner. Their brains are like, I'm bored with this. I want a new partner. Yeah. And because of porn is desensitizing them to that. And also creating unrealistic expectations for what sex will be like when kids. That's all your partner can do. I I suppose, (laughs) but maybe even what men are anticipating a woman's body is going to look like when they're watching porn and there's massive breasts and all these other things going on. And men watching men last for 30 minutes and having those unrealistic expectations. 30 minutes is unrealistic? Oh, God. Yeah, isn't it? 30 30 minutes. 30? Wait, 30 minutes of, yeah, like sex. I feel like I've talked to some people like, yeah, we had sex for a couple hours. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, are you counting foreplay in there or pure intercourse? Because I'm always like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, now, like, dude, 30 minutes or like a couple of hours? That's, that's a lot. Wait, 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 hang on. What are your views? Yes. Okay, so, um... Very, I'm very pro porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a whole movement. This all goes back to sex education. The fact that we, first of all, in the states, have no sex education. Period. It's mm. fucking abysmal and horrifying. Um, but then the little bit that we do have, of course, barely touches on anything. But they definitely do not talk about porn literacy, and that is what's really important and missing from this whole conversation that people love to have is that we don't teach our children how to engage with porn. So they're viewing it at early ages, and we're not giving them context. We're not saying, okay, this is an exaggeration. This is performance. This is not real. Like, this is just for fun. You know, giving them all of that information on what exactly you're watching, what's ethical porn versus non-ethical porn. That's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Porn, Pornhub, you porn, those are not ethical. It's not ethical porn. Um, and so just the difference there when it's, you know, female-made, queer-made, and... Um, it's behind paywalls, you know, and it's ethical treatment of, of cast crew, all that kind of stuff. It's just very different. Um, but but I digress. So children, kids, all of us just need to know just first of all what we're even watching, and that's what's really important. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of research that shows that a lot of children, because we're not fucking talking about it with them, we don't mm-hmm. talk about it. They go to sex to learn about their, or they go to porn to learn about their bodies, right. especially queer folks, people with disabilities, people with larger bodies. That's where they can find representation of how the fuck am I supposed to take this penis and put it in this hole? Like, what the fuck is that about? You know? And so porn kind of does that. Um, it's just making sure that, again, people know what they're watching, you know, and that. Also, there's a difference between sitting at home by yourself, watching it eight times a day, mm-hmm. masturbating compulsively, developing addiction versus maybe watching with your partners, sure. using it as stimulation in that front. You right. know? So there's a it's, it's like a lot of these things we might talk about. It's complicated, mm-hmm. um, but it's complicated because I feel like it's so widespread and everyone mm-hmm. has the opportunity to watch pornography from their exactly. the, the device that's in their pocket that there are addictions. And I think that especially amongst men, it's one of the biggest addictions that's never addressed mm-hmm. and never spoken of it men just thinking no i'm always horny it's like well why are you always horny are you actually sexually stimulated or are you channeling your anxiety through that sexual outlet watching porn as escapism or using it as a dopamine high or a drug because i feel like a lot a lot of men 
have that addiction to pornography and it's not being used in a healthy way. It's not really being spoken about that much. Well, there's like an yeah. underground movement with the no fap movement. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with that whole thing, right? The no fap. Yeah. I, I, so I did it this summer. So no fap is just be honest. I basically edged for a hundred days. <laughs> I feel like I know what it is, but it's. It's what, what is so it's fap, like you're not what supposed. What does fap stand for? Yeah. No, I think fap just means like it's like slang for masturbation. Oh, okay. Fapping. Oh, okay. Like okay. fapping. So it's like it means federal like, aviation. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just a word for like masturbation. It, I thought it was an acronym, but yeah, basically you withhold from masturbation for a hundred days. Uh, for for Forever? a long time. So I, I try to do it for a hundred days. I made it probably a legit thirty days of like no porn, no like touching myself. Then I started negotiating in my mind and like, all right. It's like I a just, diet. How, how about I just don't like ejaculate? Like I can do like a little bit. And then before I knew it, I was building a hundred day edge fund basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so funny because I have the very opposite kind of conversations with females, like with my female students, female friends, masturbate, get out, touch yourself, please. Right. Like, you know, it's just so like, I guess the different struggles where right, we have because women don't feel like we can or mm. get a mirror ladies. As soon as you can get a mirror, look down there, take in the awe and wonder of that vulva, learn about it, pull back the flaps, like figure out where your clitoral hood is, start touching yourself. Like, so I'm very pro in that sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, the messaging we get versus it's okay for boys mm -hmm. to, you know, versus girls. That is so true. Yeah. I didn't masturbate either. Because that was also like a really Ever? big thing. I didn't. Now what I do. Okay. I was I gonna actually, say go masturbate and yeah. <laughs> have me I'll be right back next time and we'll talk about it. <laughs> but follow up episode. Yes. No, but like I didn't do it um for a very long time and I don't and for a long period of time I really thought it was something wrong with me because I didn't have any sexual urges at all. Like I didn't actively think about sex. And I remember being in school, we got taught that boys think about sex every 10 minutes or whatever it was and i was like i never think about sex i was like it's been two years and i haven't thought about it but it's, it's different when you have a partner but like when you don't i like i never thought about sex i didn't masturbate i didn't watch porn obviously um so it was very it's it was like very very different right now then this is actually pretty funny i got a fr a friend told me to get this sex toy Ooh. which one the jackrabbit yeah. 3000 no it's it's <laughs> called like this satisfier or something it's like a air pressure thing so wow. it's only for the clit yeah oh, for yeah, the yeah. clit you can say it you can say no it. but i don't know the english word like, what's it in swedish clitoris so it's yeah well then it's the same in sweden we call it lunch <laughs> we call it <laughs> but i mean so it's just doing that and but it uses air yeah wow it's just pump it's really that's good. interesting it's really it's like good a because pump sort of no it's like like blowing air on it like but it's so it was someone's going down it. it's like that right nah it's it's like pulsating it's like, more it's it's hard to explain this is but where we need the laptop yeah, open we need, and <laughs> now we need <laughs> to i need to bring i need one of my research it. assistants yeah, if they're watching this the yeah. students but that one my like really helped i would say the what the the machine oh, the, it really helped help. of of getting into it because like now i do it even if i'm not conventionally horny yeah. i'm like okay i'm i'm going to do it i don't it's know because it feels good yeah. yeah and it can alleviate cramps like i mean it's there's a lot of pros oh yeah do you find like i have a theory um like masturbating in the morning drains my energy and silence <laughs> Like I feel it like might be because what your penises go through, you know, throughout <laughs> the night. Um, with I know you know the penis. <laughs> I like a job, sorry. Penis at the graveyard shift. Because you know, you know when you wake up, your penis <laughs> has just gone through all the different. Uh huh. Chain. So it might be that yeah, I guess if you unload all of that build up throughout the night, I can right. see it maybe exhaust you. Yeah. I've never heard of that, but I'm sorry. No, I'm just I've talked to you. You mean as soon as you wake up? And Within you, the first hour. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I don't I usually wake up and I'm like, oh, let me lower my energy. Like it's not. It's not going to give me more energy to wake up and then eject. Or if I have a big, it's gonna make me a little bit more sleepy. That refractory period you're gonna go back into, which you kind of just but has emerge the research from. Shown that when you masturbate, when men masturbate, though, it, it, your testosterone lowers a bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yes. So like if I have something to do, like something important to do, like I'm not going to do that in the morning yeah. because I want to reserve that energy for later on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll only do it before I go but to it's sleep. Different, Cause I know most girls or not most, but like my ex-girlfriend, for instance, like mornings were her thing. And I was like, it, uh, it, it's a busy day. It, it fueled her. Like it gave her the yeah, energy. The and opposite effect. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of understand that. And I can see it happening sometimes like that, but other times I just don't think about it as much. And it, I feel like it's maybe like 15 minutes of that. And then it kind of just goes away. I'm not like, Oh, completely. Dreaming. It was different though. I feel like when I was younger, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> an old thing in the thirties. I, like, I need my I, energy. He's not has getting it, out has, of bed. We know has why. it always been like this for you? Um, like you've yeah. been drained from it. Like not drained. Like I can't move, but it's more relaxed. But yeah. like I need energy if I'm going to go like, I'm going to go to the gym or something or, yeah, I, I that's definitely I your biology. That. Whereas I feel like refreshed and ready to go. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Like yeah. once I masturbate and orgasm, but <laughs> because yeah. you your research is it? It's not on this, but <laughs> no, no. I was like, because now we're very much like biological factors. It feels like, but you talked a little bit more that you did not just the biological stuff you do the more relational yeah, yeah relational so and i think that is so fascinating because i would have loved to have more education about that like we have sex education in sweden but it's like outdated it's like this is how you have sex this is condoms this is you know pills and this is Clitoris. if you're <laughs> Clitoris. And still light years ahead of us though you know and it's like it's and this is and, and it's i mean called we called flicking we, the bean here the clitoris but it's and we i mean we talk about being gay and you know all of those things in school like it's totally Even normal if we're not we say we, are. we it's totally <laughs> normal in sweden to talk about you know like and this is if you're bisexual or homosexual and this is how how they have sex or how they can have sex, not like this is how they do it. Mm. It's like they, they give, you know, like this is how you can do it and can do it safely. But I want to take it. And I mean, from having no sexual education, I guess that's a big leap. But for me, it would have been even better to talk about the actual act itself, not just like this is how you have sex, more right. like this is how you can do the next morning when you wake up with each other because <laughs> I wasn't prepared at all as a teenager of what I was supposed to do or not do after sex or before sex or why I had sex. I think I used sex a lot to when I was teenager to just prove my self-worth in a very bad way. Like yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be about that. So uh, like having someone talking about sex in a context just like mm -hmm. this is what it is and right. how it can be used is is but something that i would yeah. see more in schools too yeah i mean it's just about open communication i mean that's that's just kind of what it is feeling like so even as you're engaging in sex before during after with a partner it's talking it's just always talking and i of course love humor so i'm all about laughing and joking and you're gonna hear and that's the other thing about porn is it's not realistic on showing you like you don't, you don't have the smells, the body odors, the weird no. sounds that happen, you know, and you just have to roll with it. That's what I always say. Like, well, damn, it's kind of burning. Let's stop a little bit, friend. I'm going to go pee and we'll come back. It's, you know, like, that's kind of what I always try to tell students. It's just like, it is whatever you want it to be, just as long as you are open and communicating your needs, your desires, and you're receiving and listening, you know, to your partners. But um, I love that you said, though, about the LGBTQ, uh, like, they actually like talk about that in Sweden. Yeah. Like here we have like in some states no promo homo laws. Have you heard of that? Nope. No. No. Oh yeah, about eight states still have it on the books where they cannot, if they talk about LGBTQ folks at all in the schools, um, it has to be. It cannot be in a positive light. What? Mm -hmm. Look it up. G L S E N um, is a big group that does this research, and yeah, it, it's still that's, last so time like, that's horrible. They, it do they, is there a religious spin on it where, like, if you're going to engage in homosexual ac activities, it's you would forbidden? think, but no, it's approved by like it got passed in like the Bush era, and it's still like around. Um, it's more so just that they'll try to say that oh, we don't want to promote it because of HIV/AIDS, and you'll die. So they try to do that kind of horrible route, which of course is completely that's erroneous, not, not yeah, right. That's not relevant at all. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, but that is crazy. But yes. that Did is. Do you feel like you got a lot as like 
Ed- education wise? Yeah, like just no, about de- it. no, definitely not. I think, like you mentioned, I was getting my education through watching porn, mm-hmm. and through back then, it was like a JPEG on the family desktop. Oh, I know. Kids are spoiled nowadays. They got two full features. When you were phone. like, because you, when you were like growing up, who for like when you come, when did you come out? I can speak English. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I came out twice. Like I came out to like family at nineteen, and then came out basically to everyone else at twenty-five. Did you feel like you had sort of a, like a someone in power that was like able to understand you and like whether that's like a therapist or a teacher or no and also all of the sexual education was it was geared towards just guys and girls Mm -hmm. but the the topic itself like i didn't like so sitting in those classes it just felt like it didn't speak to me but then when the topic was brought up when uh the topic of lgbt or anything like that was brought up it was debating gay marriage and Mm -hmm. if it should be allowed or not so that to me was very uncomfortable because being closeted sitting there and then being forced to like debate a topic that I don't even want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It was like my life at school was a living hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know how other way to describe, it, but it was like a, a living hell. Sounds really romantic. It was great, honestly. <laughs> now it was like, all right, Steve, what do you think about gay marriage? I'm like, I want, I want it for myself. And I was like, oh yeah, let's, let's approve it. It just, I wasn't ready to speak about it. So like it kind of bothered me, yeah. but they're also on the other side, there wasn't even resources even if I was ready to speak about it, there were some openly gay individuals and I don't think there was any particular sexual education that was tailored to them. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like, everything you said about vagina, you're going to swap it out for butthole, okay? Next. <laughs> so in some of the research that I have done is, is, is how parents communicate with their children about sex and bodies. Um, and so I uh, was really fortunate to be part of research looking at how uh, lesbians and gay men talk to their children. Um, about sexuality and it's so awesome because they're so open you know usually like that's what our research continuously shows um that because they have to be you know like they're i don't know if you want to have children or i don't know you know but usually like it's just because they weren't afforded that kind of information and because just the very nature of their life you know like oh it's two men or it's two women we have to be open about how we you got here or family formation um but anyway but yeah they're just usually really open and their children are usually more open you know and loving and accepting of diverse people so but anyway it's it's definitely yeah. it's definitely changing and i graduated high school in 07 and i feel like it was just a completely different time this was in massachusetts and it just feels like the culture and the way students treated each other and the way even the faculty broached these subjects it's completely changed sure, yeah. in a small amount of time where i don't think kids have as difficult a time on not to take away anyone's struggles i'm sure it's still happening in the south or in other smaller more conservative areas but even uh, in Massachusetts, Boston, that's the a, a city with a bunch of colleges. There's a tons, tons of science and intellectual community. I still felt extremely discriminated against. I remember a teacher describing the weather as gay one day. Like, oh, it's raining. That's gay. It's like, can't win here. I think, yeah, but that term was used. Uh, <laughs> I know. Because, yeah, it wasn't used. But usually like, it should stay with the students, not yeah, the teacher. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I almost, yeah, I feel like in our school growing up, that was the word everyone used, like, oh, that's so gay, or this is gay, or like, but I feel like no one meant in a sense of like, oh, this is like two men making love. I get it, but it's a yeah. word that means unfavorable, yeah, and, sure. and we're drilling that connotation like that, that gay means negative. Yeah, it's not, that's, 100%, yeah. That's I feel really like that's di- kind of gone out, though, I feel like. It has, it has. I feel like yeah. no one says that. I don't know, not around, I feel like in like progressive cities, like. East Coast, West Coast, mm-hmm. I think like we've kind of like done away with that. Yeah, kids growing up now, I don't yeah. think they have that in their vocabulary as but much. Also, like kids nowadays have so much resources, like like we said, like mm-hmm. through the internet. Yes, of course, it's, it can be bad resources also, but also very good ones, I think. Because when I grew up, like I had to ask my mom if I could use the computer. You know what I mean? And what are you using it for? Uh, I don't even know. I would Back I then, would book I, my family vacations on my dime so they could leave the house so I could use the computer. <laughs> Kids don't know the horror you go through when you're using a shared oh, desktop and you're closeted and you're and trying to dial up. Oh my goodness. And you dial up and you're trying to explore oh. that. You learn to get very good at like history, but, cookies. But that's the problem. I didn't know how to data. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna rip this thing down. But I bottom. didn't know how to dial in by myself, so my mom always had to do <laughs> really? it for me. Yeah, but I didn't watch porn either, so <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an issue. So anal sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we were sex. talking about that See, earlier. If we want to <laughs> transition. <laughs> my mom thought anal sex was very neat, orderly sex. I was like, no, it's not that definition of anal, but. 
Oh, I see. You're making a joke. Yeah, oh, like, that's no sex. I'm making what, a you joke. You had a question <laughs> earlier, Amanda. What was yes. your question? Since we have an expert with yes. us today. I have a question about <laughs> anal sex. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Because I haven't had it. Uh, I've tried. But it hurts. So how did you try? Like, did you just, just like, get some lube and... Or did you try gauging first? No lube. Oh, I was drank, drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> and he, he was my boyfriend. He was barely hard. It was like one oh. of those, you know? So and then be safe. A little salt. Yeah. Yeah, a, a little, little spaghetti. In the, yeah, a spaghetti little bit in the like, back door. You know, like when you like get the idea to have sex after yeah. a couple of drinks, it's like, and you're a teenager, it's, it's not the best. So I remember him approaching my butthole with his penis. That wasn't even that hard or big, but <laughs> damn it. Well, we're just throwing him under the bus now. No, so, no, but I mean, it was big when it was hard, but it wasn't really hard. So, hi. If <laughs> 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 he had been drinking, then you know. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> the thing is, he didn't even put it in. It was like just in the hole, I suppose. And it just hurt so bad. It was like this itching it was like almost like oh, a flash yeah. feeling and i was like ah god damn it you don't <laughs> come close with that again <laughs> you know and, and since then i was like terrified i think i might have tried once again without lube not like the no it was just horrible and and so i i think i'm like a little bit scared of it and i don't know how to do it so the anus unlike the vagina is not does not naturally lubricate so that means we have got to use lubrication like always right so you've got to make sure you get some lube uh 100% because if you don't tearing and then it's through the tearing that we're more likely to get the STIs that's why HIV AIDS is a little more um normal to see with anal play and things like that with tearing and all that so you want lube to make sure it's totally lubricated and you want to start small right so if you're interested in anal play like fingers you know um first and then there's Anal beads, you know, things to when we say like. Gauging. What are anal beads? I feel like I don't. I don't know. I, um, but <laughs> they're actually an offshoot from the Catholic faith. Now, when I came out to <laughs> when I came out to my dad, he was very confused and said, "I'll break it down for you. The, the only difference between my anal beads and your rosary beads is that I know mine are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anal beads. But what? Are, what? Are, so are they just to get like the. Yeah, so like the, the anal beads I have seen, it's like it'll be again <laughs> pictures, but it's like it might have like four or five little like with like balls on them uh-huh. with a really small one, and the next kind of size up, next size up, next, size, and that's just slowly start to spread apart uh. and stretch your anus so over time or in one yeah session? over time over time you want to gauge so then okay. you can take a full penis, but that's just going to be the most comfortable, especially right. I, you know. They have the same thing for um for vaginas when we're learning in uh, yeah. in school to like stretch out your vagina. What is that? What are those called? Those like sticks? Stretch out your vagina. Yeah, I remember there's so, like <laughs> every girl wants to do that. Like if some girls are too, too tight, there's like the sort of like I'm sure. Like, yeah, I haven't rods heard of No that clue. Use to help stretch it out over time. It was probably like this expander. Yeah, it's like a pallet expander no, for your vagina. Literally, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like a pussy expander. I mean, I've never actually seen those in the stores, but I remember them teaching about that. Well, we had um. I remember we watched this video of a, um, a guy masturbating in a shower and a woman then masturbating. But it was what? from the 80s. Yeah, Wait, this, this was a sex class. class. It was a class. You watch porn in your class. Um, Sort of. It was like... It's edgy porn? It was edgy. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was <laughs> very edgy porn. The guy was What's edging edgy in the porn. The guy, and, and then we followed that with a woman giving birth, but the full thing. A miracle of birth. Have you seen that one? I don't it's so know. bad. It's from oh the 80s. Goodness. I show a Discovery Channel documentary. That's what I show. <laughs> okay. If, if I saw like a full-blown childbirth, I'd probably never want to have should, a child. Though. Oh, you yeah, should. you should. It's it's what's going to happen. But I'm already I'm already so afraid of that because I think I'm going to just. But I think that's part of the problem is that we're so desensitized in America towards sex, towards nudity. Like in America, if you were to walk around topless right now, every guy would stop the car accidents. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. But you do this in like Europe and stuff. Or we don't care too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of it, right? Is just getting, um, just getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, though. It's always, yeah, and that's why I say just talking about it. Like I have my students read different things, make them. I force them to carry across campus sex books. You know, go to sex positive events, have these conversations with people in their life. Like, and eventually you start getting more and more comfortable with. T- I never thought I'd be talking about anal sex here with you fine people, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, I've, and I've never actually myself 
tried either. I mean, I haven't. I've just been, always been really scared. But, of course, I've studied it, talked to people, you know. But um, Yeah. And I don't want to do it. I just know that guys want to do it after a while. But do you want – you? so you say you don't want to yeah. do it. Do you want to do it because you want guys to be happy with you or do you actually have a desire for it? I don't have a desire for it. What you, should, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do don't it. Don't do it. Because what do it. the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. is only doing it because he thinks you want to do it. Then you're both doing something you don't want to do because you think the other person will like yeah. it. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe if you really you, love like, Yeah, the thing is, like, my ex boyfriend really, really, really wanted to do it. Okay. And it was like, I said no, like, multiple times, but after a lot of persuasion, you know trying to convince me otherwise we also tried ish like almost like the story that i told you because i tried two times so first when i was a kid a teenager and then with him but like it don't work dude like it it's just no didn't use the lube like she said yeah yeah i mean i probably need to do one of those things if if it comes to that but it's just kind of lube to use just in general Sorry to cut you off. Just I'm trying to remember water based and silicone based. I can't remember which ones like for toys, like acrylic, like because you want it also with sex toys versus not with toys. Oh, you do. Yeah, like there's certain types that you want to use, and I don't. I'd say spit. If not spit, coconut oil. What you want to keep it organic, oil. keep it keto. You don't want yeah, like, <laughs> keep. like that's just like water based. Like you want like natural. Yeah, not. Yeah, you don't want it too like foreign feeling. You don't want it to feel yeah, like melted crazy. down yeah, clubber. Like, or something. Yeah, because they saw Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> the movie <laughs> the other day and he just spit oh and then they went for it the best form I think in a but talking about television sorry and and like movies and sex there i just saw this uh series on netflix i don't know if i can say it in the podcast but it's called sex education oh, and you it? it's Spoil- oh, spoiler alert. i don't know like copyrights and stuff like that i don't know but anyway it's sex education on netflix and it was so fun Mm -hmm. and i learned so much and i just wish that that was a television series when i was growing up because they teach you about Mm. everything everything role play you know gay lesbian doesn't matter like everything and they're all just so cute and you get so involved in it what season are you on i've saw all of it oh all of it yeah did you watch as well i haven't no but i love big mouth the cartoon? I haven't seen, I haven't it. seen oh, that. Oh, Big Mouth is so amazing with sex and sex positivity. But anyway. Did you watch Bondage? Or not? Is that what it's called? Bondage? I've heard of Bondage. Is it called Bondage? Do any of your students, maybe you wouldn't know this information, but have any of them come to you and be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing an OnlyFans or oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing that kind of content. <laughs> and what's usually your advice? Is it a case-by-case type of basis? You kind of gauge their st- mental well-being. If someone's like, I'm low on money, like I'm considering porn versus like, hey, I really want to do this. It's always been a exciting to me how would you go about that we actually did a talk on this um like where we were talking about just porn in general and sex work um but yeah i I found out a decent amount of students are on OnlyFans, and so it was more so just like how to stay safe and anonymous that was the big things on there of just making sure that if this is what you want to do that's fine that's great you know you may not want to let a lot of people know so like your usernames how you're if you're communicating with these people getting in whatever confidential apps or things like that you know um but yeah, otherwise I'm so for it. I mean, it's really safe. You're just at home, you know, being able to explore your maybe a kink or something, make some money. I mean, but I'm they, for it. They have your driver's license though, so I feel like the anonymity only goes so far. That's what I would never want to do it personally for me. But that's well, I guess you have to do that to make sure there's no like ta- no for tax purposes. So like oh. so like they do have yeah. your information, oh, even like if sex even if like the viewers don't have it, like they yeah. have it. So it's something to consider. Yeah, and so they, exactly students. that you're on a database or you're in a database. Exactly. And, and there's always breaches to those things. Do you know what's crazy? Like I went for um, uh, with talking about databases and stuff. I um, just switched over to Kaiser and I went in to get my I have a deviated septum. I'm trying to have it looked at to see if it's still there or what's the cause of it. And I go and the doctor is like, oh, it looks like you saw a doctor in New York 12 years ago. And he said, you let, and I was like. How do you know that? Did he like leave his signature inside your nostrils? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Doctor Newman, he's good. I saw him. He's like, oh, there's a shared medical database apparently, and all your medical database from every single doctor you've ever gone anywhere in America, based on your possibly social. the world, and the world all tied together, which is kind of yes. cool because I lost all my records. That's cool, but it's but also kind of oh. weird because if someone hacks into that, 
Yeah. Everything is there out there. It's so funny that you say that because I, last week I was doing my acne medication. I'm going to go on a medication called Accutane. Mm -hmm. And I was on that when I was like 16, 17 in Sweden. No way. And when I was, when I was here, like last week, she pulled up my record where I don't know where she got that from because I don't have the same social security number. Here in America, I just got my social security number in America, my American one, and I do have my Swedish what is it? one. What's your number? I, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> and just the fourth person. Just the four. That, but you know, and she she told me she was like, oh, so you you've been on this medication before. So is and I was wow. like, how do so they she's know like that? Amanda that is insane. Considering anal, the doctor will see you. Like <laughs> but you know, there must be some because I mean, I could yeah, because how? that that was what I was you know very like wowed by because if if america sees you know my american records fine i get it like maybe it's something uh-huh. in just america but that they could see it that's from crazy. when i was back in sweden that is crazy yeah just so well, we know big tech all already has profiles built yeah. on all of our yeah. interests and our consumption i'm actually a clone of myself already you, <laughs> you wouldn't know i wouldn't know i really wouldn't you ever see the movie simone no she kind of looked like you. She's like a blonde oh, yeah? Swedish woman. Yeah. Are you um, thinking about doing workshops here? I mean. Like in person? Like sex ed type yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, sure, I would love to. I imagine they have it probably on lockdown here. I mean, I would assume that they have enough people here doing that kind of stuff because I'm in L.A., but maybe yeah, I'm but mistaken thinking that. Do but more. But I brought do. you guys goodies, so I always travel with what? a bunch of. I do because I, I love to go out and pass Ooh. out condoms. Oh, I love it. Bring them on. Oh, do you oh wow. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, Could we do, yeah. Is that okay? Or? Oh, yeah, sure. You I love that. You brought some goodies? Oh, no, this is, you don't get all of this, oh. but, I mean, you get some of it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I just, I, so, I mean, I would be willing Thank to. Thank you, Volpe. But, I mean, I would assume... You know what we could do? It would be fun. I used to run uh, workshops. we can talk about this later. Um, like, TEDx of meetups. We do like a sex positive one. What is that's that? That's just feminist fun stuff. I don't know if you guys identify as feminist and want that stuff, but this is all my... This is the doms. So I love to pass these out. What are these? I also have female condoms, if we want to talk about that. Yeah, we should um, actually. Yeah, no, you guys, I am. And I is have that a dildo? I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, this is for when I do my condom demonstrations. This is Woody. <laughs> you want to show us the best way? Oh, yeah, sure. Because you know what? I can sometimes. I'm not always. adults, surely. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, of course. For the viewers, we can for make the sure. viewers, yeah. Um, and then this is also just, oh, this is menstruation stuff. So this is not. Which and I mean, good. but like. Wait, you, do you want to. What are, what are those duckies? In the oh, um, so so this duckies? is just the condom stuff. These, these are um, menstrual sponges. Oh. Menstrual cups. <laughs> Me- this that is, is actually menstrual cups. This looks like aged cheddar. I just started using them. Um, do you like it? Yes, yeah, I, I do. How exactly is it? You do you have one? Us? Oh, she have one. So she can even, we can explain it to the ones that are only listening. But it's like, is it made of silicone? Mm-hmm. Yes. One of these. And so you press it like that. I, I do this. Yeah, that's how. So you press it in together. Then you pull it up into your vagina. And then you release it. And then your me- menstruation. How, what do you say in English? Your blood? The blood. Menstrual, yeah. yeah. Menstrual blood fills up. So then you just pull it out. And like. Wait, but like. It's instead moving, of a tampon? Instead of a tampon or instead of. It's Wait, so good. Around, oh, yeah. It's still. Out. No. It. What? It, it works so, so good. It works so good. I tried it my last period, and I was amazed. And what is this? Now you have to explain <laughs> into the mic. I don't know our timing here. Um, but so this is a uh, menstrual disc. Disc. So this is it's kind of similar in that it goes. You kind of twist. I've never worn it, but it go, and it collects the blood. So it's just another product. So you can use these um, instead of using tampons? Yeah, yes. it's just how do you want to absorb it, the blood? Is do it you want it cotton, which is going to potentially lead you to toxic shock syndrome, which is a big issue for a lot of us? Yep. Oh. Sorry, honey. Yeah. Oh, wait, and this doesn't do that, the toxic shock. And this one you can reuse. Is it hard is to it, pull is out? It, is it safer than using some of these tampons and it's plastics? Safer. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's what I figured. Why don't and you can keep reusing them. them. This yeah. is great because you, you can keep reusing it. You don't have to keep paying for tampons. Exactly. Why are more people using this? They don't know about it. But, but no, more and because more are. this is so. This is getting more popular. This is like a Shark Tank idea. You should go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sharks. Look at this sweet little package it comes with. Well, what is that? So, this is the menstrual disc. It's the Flex Company. Okay. I don't know if they're sponsoring our. No, um, <laughs> no sponsor. Spawn. Yours. Sponsor us. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, so if you want to try it. I mean. Yeah. 
So wait, anyway, uh, so how is the disc and the um, what is that one called? The cup. How how are they? Di- are they just different shapes or like the same function? Yeah, pretty much. This one is essentially you. You'll have to keep buying more. So that's oh, a little disposable. bit of the difference. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but this one has probably changed my life. You've tried something like that. Yeah, kind of exactly like this one. I tried it in my last period, and it's been amazing because I am sorry, guys, to talk about Heavy. period, but. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. S- I have so much blood. It's like, mm-hmm. it's. It looks like someone shot me in the <laughs> vagina. No, it's really no. But honestly, like flow. I just like the first day is just like, and you know, like I can sleep with a tampon in and like a whatever big what, ass pad. Yeah, yeah a pad. Still and still, when I wake up in the morning, and just like take off my covers, it's just covered in blood. Really? Yeah. I think that means your body really wants to reproduce. Maybe I'm off. I don't know. That. That, I don't think that's true. I, I don't. Is know. there any no. connection to that? No. That no, it's just different body biology, could be yeah. medicine that she's on, or I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's uh, it's heavy. It's what? but it's always been like that. Yeah. But this one is changing my life because now I don't have to buy tampons and stuff all the time. Is that a wood con a penis? Yeah, this is for doing a condom demonstration. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Bad design. You. Yeah, if that was a dildo, it would be a horrible. Pepper grinder. So if anyone wants to top off. Or um, <laughs> how do you know if, like, say you do it really fast? How do you know which side the condom? Because I sometimes I feel like I make I'm like oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, I always tell folks to blow. To blow. Like so. Before the condom. Okay, now. Right, and that'll show. That'll help you see how which way to roll it on. You know, like if you blow on it, like obviously this way, it's not going anywhere. So you can see. But that's also why you want to make sure you're doing this in the daylight, or you have you're well lit, you're not drunk doing this, so that way you know that you're just putting it on the right way. I mean, because so many people like condoms are pretty fucking effective. It's humans that fuck it up. You uh-huh. know, like that's what's ridiculous. But anyway, but okay, I think so, yeah. yes. No. Um, do you want me to hold it or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to put it on? Or does someone else want to? No, I can hold it. It's fine. (laughs) Honestly, I haven't put on a condom since I was, like, 14. That's not good. That is definitely not good. So when we're rolling on the condom, it has to be really gentle. Um, Does the condom go over the testicles? No. No. I I always have to ask if students will – you want to leave that little – students try to do that? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, You want to leave the little bit at the top. What's this for? Uh, The reservoir tip? Sorry, I'm getting teacher. No, no, yeah, that, like that, that's Amanda. the collect the, the ejaculate. Yeah, the ejaculate. Sperm, yeah. The ejaculate. So you want to make sure there's a little bit of that there that give, um, and then you're good. You want to be careful, even if you don't have a condom on, that there's still like pre-ejaculate on the tip of the penis, and that can contain live sperm. Yeah, you can get pregnant. That's people that's, love to think that that's not that's, true. That's the thing. Like I think some of my like American the American guys that I've been sleeping with yeah, don't puppets. know that, and that is something I was taught in school. Don't, you know, because you have some, pre, what did you call it? Pre, pre-ejaculate, pre-cum. Pre-cum, yeah, on your penis. So it's like, because everyone thinks it's just a pull-out method. Are these, uh, do these have spermicide? Because some condoms have spermicide, but some don't. I think a lot of, I mean, I have so many, so many random ones. But yeah, I think most of these come with them like nowadays. Like, if I recall, magnums don't have uh, spermicide, I think. I think so. Spermicide? The other thing, too, I like to do is because men love to do this. Oh, I can't, I can't wear a condom because, well, they love to say the sensitivity issue. Fuck that. Okay, fine. I get it. But uh, I'm too big. I'm too big. So but what do we do? You're too big, huh? Right? So you do these kind of, you're too big. Should be, should be wow. You're too big, right? Oh, sorry, Bob. You're fucking lying. You're not too big. Look at this. Like, so don't, this is a basic, this is probably an expired old condom. It's an expired, that's why it broke. But you get an actual one that's not expired. And then yeah, if you buy. They're extremely flexible. They're they durable. I actually had a friend. This is going to sound really weird, but she actually put a condom over her head. <laughs> what? Yes. During yes. sex? And then she, I remember she had it. What? Like the, no, not during oh, sex. What the fuck? Think she's no. Like, no. Talk about, talk about giving head. No, but <laughs> so she put it here and then she put it over her nose. And then she was like, watch this. And then she hold, covered her mouth and did like, and the condom like started. You know, <laughs> it's blowing it's, it's, it looks so funny. Does she Still have a, have she have a small somewhere. head? Can we, pre, pre, I, like your head. Um, head. I have an idea. So, um, 
Wait, what is, is this a normal? Why is this weird? What's up with this? Oh, I got Amsterdam. that in Amsterdam. Yeah, I just. You just come this way? Yeah, that's okay. the way that they were given out. Um, so I'm going to give Steven and Amanda each a, comment, a condom here. Okay. Okay, and the count of five. Okay. You guys need to open the condom, blow it up, and tie it, and make um, a balloon. Okay. Okay? Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Go, 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 go. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Okay, I'm going to give it to Amanda. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no. no. Steven's going the wrong Steven's way. He's no, going he's the wrong <laughs> way. Come on, Amanda. Who's... Yeah. You got this. You got this. Oh, you yeah. Got... You got it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did it fall? Oh, it probably broke. <laughs> it broke. <laughs> A lot of these are expired, oh, no. and that's why. Because okay. I think uh, we need to one. check the expiration. We're get, it looks oh. like a turnip. Where is? Slimy. Now my lips are like completely chapped. <laughs> chapped from the. Uh, so from uh, for those listening, I think who I guess Amanda technically won that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but but Steve was really. Um, what on causes his way. condoms to rip? Uh, for those that might not know, I know. But. Expire. I mean, expiration is the first thing, right? Yeah. So, and you never want to open the condom with like your teeth, knife, scissors, because uh-huh. you could. Um, but I would say um, expiration. But also, if you do, you want to is double bagging good? No, no, no that will cause it yeah. to also. What is people use what that? Definitely that? in LA. They pay charge you ten cents for one. I'm not gonna pay. I was uh, so double wearing, bagging wearing for two, I'm so. I was oh, making okay. a butterface joke. Making a joke. Double bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, wearing two condoms at once is not. And leaving them oh. in the car. I remember yeah. reading about that. Leaving the car. That the heat can destroy them. So if you leave exactly. and your wallet. And, and, and the wallet. Yes. Your wallet's the worst place. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys the glove keep them in. Yeah. So what, um, like, the friction on that will rub it. But that's right. that's why guys, because I'm one of those girls that think that the guys should be the ones to have condoms. Like, I can have condoms, but I want you to have it <laughs> on you. And sure. so you should probably start having purses. Because so you don't have to have it in like wait what yeah so you can carry them around well, just like the, the fanny but packs are back in style that's also gonna be warm and, and you know if you have it in your pocket it's it just gonna be dam? super I've never okay. seen a dental dam before I was at the dentist today what this, what? Is, a fe- this is a female condom so this puts the agency back in control of for us or those with vulvas right is that if you now these are very much so not big in the states these are big in like South Africa I think um, other developing nations. But yeah, so this is an option you have. Um, so, right, so it's called a female or an internal condom, and it kind of goes in this kind of similar oh. look to what the diva cup you. So have. you put it in. Mm-hmm. I wait, get then, it. Does it work with anal sex too? I don't think so. No, <laughs> each of this just for them. Wait, <laughs> how does this? This one's supposed to be like this. You have to get it mm-hmm. like down. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So this, you want to like twist it, and then it goes back into the. Back and kind of close up to the cervix, you know? uh-huh. and then yeah, and then this part hangs out like this. But is oh, there wow. a risk of it like getting pushed in? Like, so you're going really forceful. Mm-mm. No, it like cause we have the the Oz, the OS, the entrance door. Nothing's gonna get up there. Uh-huh. I mean, could could you somehow fangle it up and it get? Yeah. I'm Why sure, do you think uh, these type of female condoms have not taken off as much? You know, so far, this is the only company, uh, FC2, that makes them. And they only usually sell, like, three in a pack, and it's, like, five to ten bucks. So I think that's oh. why. Oh. It's not economical. No, no, no. And you can only use it one time. So, like, yeah. I wonder but why, like, Trojan hasn't, sure. like, gone bored with that. But these really should be just as available as, like, how all the condoms are head- handed out at health clinics, Planned Parenthood. We mm-hmm. should make it as easy as possible for people to protect themselves, prevent exactly. unwanted pregnancies. Why aren't these as available as anything else. I know. And you don't want to use this with a male condom. So you only want to use either this one or the That'll male one. And then a dental dam is really easy to make. All you need is a condom. Um, and then you just, some scissors. We make these in my class. And then you just, it's just like, that's all dental dam is. The other thing that might be pertinent for women and other gay men or anyone to hear is, regardless if you made some kind of sexual plan with someone, once you show up and you're face to face, you reserve the right to say no regardless of the pressure or any pretext or what you might have said before what you might have said over text what snapchats you might have sent when you're face to face with them you can say you can say no based on any single reason you want because you have sovereignty over your body but a lot of times i know women and i've been in situations where i might have been texting with someone you get carried away but then you show up and there's this pressure there mm-hmm. And you end up doing something because you want to. It sounds ridiculous. It's like I'm going to give someone access to my body because I'm 
I'm socially awkward, but a lot of people I think will actually do it and and yeah. go, th- oh, and go yeah. through with it. So it's Definitely. important just to know that basically Snapchat texts, they don't mean dog shit until you're in front of the person and you can always just say no. And I thought of that just from we're saying inspecting someone's body real quickly because of these certain STIs or whatever it is. But I think just in general, I think people need to remember that you have sovereignty over your body. You can always say no, no, no matter what. You can be seen as a liar or a fake or a tease, but you're better to be seen like that. Consent is ongoing. Exactly. It never stops. Exactly. He, he can have the penis inside, the, and you, I'm done. Stop. Pull out. I, exactly. I, 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 like, remove consent. You are allowed to do that. So thank you for bringing that up. That's great. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because I, I remember it was something going on. I don't know if it was here in America, too, or if it was only in Sweden, but it was – just because you don't say no, it's not a yes. Mm-hmm. You know that campaign? Did you have that too? That you have to actively say yes. Yeah, enthusiastically because, yes. Yeah, so so it's not just to say no, I don't want to have sex. But if you don't say anything. Because I remember being a teenager. I had a lot of those experiences when I, let's say I met someone and I was drunk. And he was like, do you want to, you know, like, do you want to go to my place? And in my teenage brain i was like oh i like this guy so i'm gonna hang out with him and then i get there and then he's you know trying to have sex with me and i'm like blaming myself Mm -hmm. like you know because you're a teenager so you're like well now when i think about it why would i why did i go with him to his place that's stupid i can't say no now because like then i would be you know it was uh, so many of those you know horrible scenarios like I've been in a lot of those horrible scenarios as a teenager and so that's I really think that is important to talk about like the consent of and all the time not just like yeah maybe I wanted it two two hours ago or 30 minutes ago or so you just feel comfortable of saying no because I had a, have had a lot of pity sex in my life sorry (laughs) I think sorry guys but and pity full sex vast majority i would say would say like yeah. having sex when you don't want to yeah but just because like oh you know i feel like i should or just yeah. shut them up or yeah and also Sucks. one thing i just need to say this out not i mean guys need to stop going for it when a girl says no because it had hap- happened multiple times you're laying in bed he's starting touching and you say no even if you say <laughs> no, and then it's fine for five minutes, then he's there again, and then you say no, and then like the third time you're just like, whatever, and then you have end up having sex. So please, a no is like a super no. Yeah, because your body is telling you no for a reason. You're not feeling that energy, so you're saying no. And even if you try to just pacify them, all right, fine, you're still violating your soul yes. and your energy in a you real really way do. even if it's just like uh whatever even if it seems casual to you i feel like it takes a dent out of you in yeah. a way so it's just it's really not worth it no and this is in relationships too yeah exactly like guy, you know like even if you're a couple if you still do this it's the same thing as mm-hmm. if you were not in a relationship so yeah. Transition. Um, yes. <laughs> You're like, this is horrible. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's a very good stuff I mean, to bring yeah, up. I mean, yeah, but it For is. For sure, it's very good stuff to bring it up. It is kind of dark. But I was thinking in terms of like sex, and that just I had a thought in terms you said, even when people are together, what age do you find in men uh, the sex drive starts to really decrease to the point where they don't want to do it anymore? And same for women. Is it right after women? Is it once menopause hits for men, like a certain age? Or is it. Do you know any of those sort of. Um, I, I mean, I could say developmentally, I, we know, yeah, like when you're aging, obviously, whenever you're getting into menopause, um, like 40s to 50s, that's perimenopause, it can, like vaginal lubrication, those kinds of things. Men, obviously, I, I talk in class about the angle of the dangle, um, and that, that's the natural kind of um, inability for the penis to be super stiff across time. So like, you know, in like your teens, 20s, you know, the, the penis is super erect and maybe the 30s, it might get here, 40s, 50s, you know, just kind of showing that natural progression of age. Um, so you have that. But I mean, I would say on the whole, no. You know what I mean? Like you have like puberty starting 10, like 10 to 14 years old and then to 50, 60. But in that range, I would say 
I mean, sex drive and pleasure and all that just kind of ebbs and flows with life changes, stress levels, you know, getting married. I mean, kids giving birth. Right. It's almost hijacked that now, too. Right. Because with women, they take estrogen um, supplements Mm -hmm. uh, or um, injections. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then men, obviously, testosterone replacement therapy is massive. Joe Rogan's on it since he was in his 40s. And like a lot. of So you can sort of hijack that on top of with Viagra. Yeah. Um, Do women have a, a kind of sexual renaissance in their 40s? Have you heard of that being a phenomenon? Because I've heard of that sometimes where, so I have some friends that just had children and their sex drive was just non-existent. They're not in their 40s now, they're they're in their low 30s. But I've heard of from older women that they went through the same thing. And once they got to their 40s, they were insatiable to the level of being like a teenager, yeah. wanting sex all the time. And it was kind of surprising, I think. Maybe not a lot of people have heard of that being a thing where for have you heard of that, Amanda? Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I um, I mean, for me, it's just uh, I I don't even know if I was that into sex in the beginning. <laughs> so I kind of want to experience that. So I'm waiting for my 40s. What? <laughs> Well, I think what you were saying, too, is like that. We'll check back on Amanda in a decade. <laughs> yeah, next 13 episode. years. But a lot of what you're saying was that maybe came from being like repressed and not mm-hmm. being able to explore that. So maybe yeah. what you could do now is explore that more. And like, you know, those things you're curious about, if you're curious about them, start yeah. exploring that curiosity. Yeah, it's such a complex. But why do you think the 40s, area. there is an, an uptick? Does it have something? Is there to an uptick or is this like a one-off sort of? No. I th- so I think what I see I is that usually this. like as women are aging, like definitely 20s to 30s, um, there's definitely an uptick in the sense you start to know yourself more. And so you know what you want, what you don't want. Maybe you start to touch yourself and like, oh, sex can be fun. I maybe have had an orgasm for the first fucking time. Not when I was fucking around at 16 with dicks who don't know what they're doing. But wow, like I have a fucking man, you know, or something. And then uh, definitely when you get into 40s, 50s, because the possibility of being able to get knocked up is gone. And so they love that, right? Uh, That's the big one. It's like, oh, shit. But you still get STIs, right? So, but yeah, I mean, that's true. We do see that. A lot of times in those transitions of like decades, and I think it de- definitely correlates with us knowing ourselves more and getting less and less repressed or feeling like, you know, we can say what we want. You're going to do this. Oh, I don't want to spend 30 minutes between your legs. That's what we fucking need. Mm. Oral sex for a, a vulva takes time, okay? It's precious, all right? And when you finally find someone who knows how to do it, it's like, damn, you know, all of a sudden my desire's skyrocketing. I actually want it more. What do you think of uh, girls performing analingus? Is it becoming more popular? Yeah, I think it, that's what I hear. I, I hear this from my students. On the whole, I think it is. Yeah, anal play is definitely <laughs> something that's uh, heteros. Everyone's just getting into it. It's great, as long as we're safe. Awesome. Well, I have more questions. I want to talk about tantric, but we have to say that for I think a part two at some point. Yes, um, please. We def- can we have a part two? We definitely want to have yes. you back. Uh, yes, sure. thank you so much. Uh, do you want to share? Do you have like a, a website or if people want to like maybe reach out to you or maybe follow some of your work? Is there a way they should go about doing that? Or? I mean, I can give my email. Only if you don't have. Only if you yeah. Yeah. Why don't, don't really have any like. Yeah. Why don't you just yet? send a wire transfer from Bank of America? <laughs> give your own the routing number. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Katie Barrow, thank, thank you, you for guys. being on the show. Woo! Uh, thank, you thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you so being much here. For being it's here. been very enlightening. To come back for sure so guys awesome. we'll be back soon with another episode three people on a couch Yay. We love you. see you guys next time have a good night bye <laughs> <laughs>